We're trying, like I said, to uh, bring the right kind of people in here, we think, that can build a championship football team. You guys are the most loyal fans in the world, and I know it hurts that we might not be the Oakland Raiders forever, but we are still Raider Nation. I think it's going to be a, uh, they'll get an army coming into uh, Las Vegas. It's time for the Vegas Nation podcast with your hosts Heidi Fang and Michael Gelkin. Hey everyone, it's Heidi Fang here along with our Raiders beat writer, Michael Gilkin. We are in person here, last two working at the Oakland Raiders headquarters in Alameda, Michael, today being the first day of OTAs on this Tuesday evening. And uh, looking forward to seeing the whole team finally kind of start working as a unit, what their chemistry looks like. Of course, today just being the first day of OTAs, we didn't really get a full scope of that. But what was your immediate takes on looking at the team on the field? Well, I think it's pretty obvious certain positions are going to be a lot more competitive this year. And just to go offense and defense offensively at receiver, although Antonio Brown was not on the field, he's been extremely active uh, throughout this voluntary workout program and is expected to rejoin teammates in relative short order. John Gruden didn't specify why Antonio Brown wasn't at practice, but it doesn't seem to be of particular concern. Uh, But still, you look at that depth chart at wide receiver and there's Antonio Brown, there's Tyrell Williams, there's Ryan Grant, there's Hunter Renfro. You can kind of go just go down the list and it includes also undrafted rookie free agent Keelan Doss who could make things interesting come training camp in the preseason. It, it's a really competitive group. Uh, with that competition comes the obstacle of building chemistry which falls on every single one of those receivers and also Derek Carr. Um, but when you see Carr lob a deep pass for Tyrell Williams Williams, uh, he catches in stride for a 55-yard touchdown. It certainly bodes well for the future. A nice little flash that came early here in OTAs. And I would say defensively, cornerback, uh, boy, that is going to be a competitive group. You know, you, you know, look at Nick Nelson, guy who played a considerable amount as a rookie, uh, fourth-round pick in 2018. He might not make this 53-man roster if everyone shows up as they could. I mean, how many corners can you keep? How many DBs can you keep? Uh, that's going to be really interesting to see. And so we had, you know, Daryl Worley was rotating in. I uh, saw limited reps on Tuesday because he's coming off a shoulder surgery. Uh, but Garon Conley was healthy. Um, the Raiders drafted a couple cornerbacks. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner looks really good as a nickel corner. Uh, so on and on you go. Uh, that cornerback group in particular should be much improved. You talked about Derek Carr and his improvement and that balmy through to Tyrell Williams here. So my question is, in this season, can we expect not just to see Derek Carr elevate his game, but to see an elevated game on offense altogether with the weapons, the the improved offensive line, the addition of Trent Brown? How improved do we expect this Raiders offense to be? It should be much improved. I think a huge thing for this offense, for Derek Carr, is the constancy in the system where he's not learning a new system. It's, you know, John Gruden is still here. He's got the same play caller, you know, Derek Carr had four different play callers in his first five seasons in the NFL. And so now with Gruden obviously back and not going anywhere, it really affords Derek Carr a chance to get comfortable. And it's ironic now that 
Derek Carr has some constancy on offense, but the Raiders really pressed the reset button on his receiver core. I mean, his number one tight end right now is someone that they're really excited about, Darren Waller, but it's just been such a limited playing time uh, for Waller overall in his NFL career. And, and with the Raiders, you know, he was a November arrival when they signed him off the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. So uh, things look pretty good on paper. I think there's a high ceiling, uh, but still there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order to get this whole thing together. And with OTAs being the first time that players are actually in helmets this offseason, it's the first time that offensive and defensive players are able to go against each other in drills. Uh, all of those, you know, chemistry and those types of things and constancy in terms of, you know, just knowing who you're throwing the, the pass, you know, how the guys run their routes and just kind of reading between the lines uh, some of those idiosyncrasies that come into being football players and being teammates. All that is now starting underway. And again, you are listening to the Vegas Nation podcast with Michael Gelkin and Heidi Fang. You can find us online at reviewjournal.com slash podcast and anywhere you find your podcast. Subscribe, drop us a line, let us know what you think about this show and how we're doing. And I'm very excited about this particular episode, not just because we're in person together, finally getting to talk just face to face, but also because we will be joined by Doug Martin, who's had an interesting offseason, an interesting day. Yeah, taking all the first team reps with uh, Derek Carr after Josh Jacobs kind of exited the field. What happened there? So we don't really know exactly what the situation is involving Josh Jacobs, but he was on the field stretching and it be it for whatever reason, uh, he w- went indoors following the stretch period. So uh, that left, and in this, speaking of competition, uh, the Raiders running back group is going to be pretty interesting. Um, I talked to Doug Martin a little bit about that, uh, but uh, you know he and I spoke about just the opportunity that he had on Tuesday, which is a bit emblematic of the opportunity that he had last season, where Marshawn Lynch suffers a season-ending groin injury in October, and Doug Martin carried the load thereafter. And for someone who many people discarded as you know kind of being done as an NFL player. Doug Martin showed that he's still got a lot in the tank. He averaged more than four yards per carry last season. He had uh, more than a hundred. He rushed for a hundred or more yards over the final two games of the season. And so uh, on Tuesday, it was next man up. And Doug Martin, who's pretty good in the passing game, he showed that again on Tuesday. Uh, he he answered that call. And he's kind of a ninja when it gets to the goal line. Like he can get into little pockets and holes that I don't think a lot of people see him coming. They're, you're expecting like a power back to kind of take that role on. But Doug Martin, he's uh, finds his way in, and, and he he can really leap too. I remember a couple times last year where he leaped over the pile, and I was really impressed. So Doug Martin, we will have him here a bit later on the show. But where do you think? the most interesting you mentioned the competition at running back where do you think the most interesting competition will be for this team um i think cornerback is really interesting uh, i think the backup quarter backup quarterback as well um you know who's going to be the number two mike lennon saw some work there but nathan peterman figures to figure prominently in that as well we'll see uh, what sort of competition landry jones you know what sort of push he can make um 
I, I think wide receiver is going to be really interesting. Um, you really throw out this roster the way it should be, ideally in May. That should be a difficult question to answer because there are so many spots that pop up. I think defensive line, Eddie Vanderdose, you know, what, who is he in the NFL? You know, he had a rookie season uh, where he played a lot of snaps. And then the 2017 third-round pick, in the very f- last quarter of the final game of the season, tears his ACL. Yeah, the worst possible time because how that eats into your off season and into your ensuing season. Uh, suffered a setback in training camp and then missed the entirety of 2018 because of it. You know, how does he figure into this defensive line rotation or on the depth chart? You know, can he make this 53 man roster at all? Um, you know, he's very confident and the Raiders are confident in what he can do. Uh, but we're going to see a lot in terms of that uh, left guard. Uh, who's going to be the man there? Uh, the competition for Denzel Good might not currently be in the building. Uh, Raiders figured to sign someone there. Rinchy Incognito visited this month. And so I could go on and on uh, about the competition on this roster, but it should be should be really good uh, throughout. And we even got a competition at punter. Uh, you know, we, so it just it, it kind of goes on and on. Another person that I think will be interesting to see how his development has come along and he spoke to us today, Colton Miller. He said he's willing to play anywhere on that line right now. I think he's still at left he's tackle. a left tackle yeah. so uh, he did say that he'd be willing to shift around but I would like to see him in a role that would kind of behoove him not just for his experience and what he can do but for the offensive line as a whole so Trent Brown Colton Miller Gabe Jackson uh, you mentioned Denzel Good and of course Rodney Hudson is that who we think is going to be the starting offensive line uh, with the exception of Denzel Good, I say you can you can jot that down in permanent ink. Uh, we'll again see what happens at left guard. I think that's the one spot where the Raiders are open to possibilities. But Colton Miller is this team's left tackle. You know, Trent Brown is this team's right tackle. Although both are versatile enough to play on either side. And then Ronnie Hudson is as good of a center you're going to find in the NFL. Gabe Jackson, what can he do when healthy? We haven't seen that these past two seasons. I think people forget just how dominant of a guard Gabe Jackson can be when he's right. And then again, left guard is the question mark. Denzel Good stepped in real nicely to end the 2018 season. But uh, Raiders, again, are open to perhaps, uh, you know, at least a competition there that should play itself out over the coming months. So, Michael, as you mentioned, lots of competitions going on with the Raiders. But uh, we have Doug Martin, who was joining the show here. Um, You got to chat with him today a little bit after some of the other uh, media availabilities happened. And you two were chatting for quite a bit. I I think I heard something about the secret when I walked by. (laughs) I don't want to give away the whole interview, but what can you tell us? There were some deep moments in our our talk. (laughs) And, uh, well, a lot of play, but it all started with Doug Martin talking about how, uh, like last season, you know, he stepped in on Tuesday when called upon him in all kinds of starter reps. Uh, he has high expectations for himself. He has high belief in who he is as a player, who he still is as a player. This is a guy who's played at a Pro Bowl level, and he believes he still can. Uh, let's hear from Doug about how he stepped up on the first day of OTAs with Josh Jacobs' sideline. You know, I've started all my life, you know, um, and... You know, whenever the opportunity is there, um, I try to do my best to capitalize on it. And Coach brought me in, um, and they said, Doug, you know, so you got to you gotta get in the passing game. Um, we're going to have you, we're going we're gonna to need you to have to catch balls at the back. So I said, okay, take it upon myself. Got better in that. And it's just a mindset. You know, all it is is just seeing the ball before it's caught. You know, just 
um, just what you're just doing that, just envisioning, you catch the balls, and then um, the rest is history. So um, I'm just doing that, and just and yeah, when Josh is back, he's going to be going. It's going to be it's going to be a healthy competition. You showed last season if there was doubt whether or not you can contribute. I mean, you still can. Yeah. You finished a year with two hundred yard games, but really throughout the season, you have more than four yards per carry. Yeah. What do you think you were able to show last year? Um, I was able to show that I can still play the game. I don't think it was my best year at all. I think it was so part of myself. I think I would get my prepare myself for maybe like a CC plus. Um, you know, it was a disappointing season for everybody. Um, you know, I was definitely, I know I wasn't Pro Bowl, Doug, but uh, you know, this year, you know, I'm definitely trying to get back into that form and help this team as well. So if you have that, and then uh, with Josh and the rest of the, and Jalen Richard, DeAndre, Chris Warren, and whoever's in the stable room, uh, we're going to be an awesome team. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between Doug last season and Pro Bowl Doug? Like, what's, what's the difference in terms of where you think you can take your game still? Um, it's mindset. It's mindset. And, um, you know, it's just being consistent with that mindset. Uh, what I'm needing, um, how I'm working out, how I'm finishing. I think we have a really good coach uh, this year with Kirby, um, Kirby Wilson. Um, he reminds me of Ernest Bonner real. Um, reminds me of Ernest Bonner a lot. And just the way he does things, how he approaches the game, how he approaches details, how he approaches finishing, how he approaches missing and making people miss. So that's something that um definitely I got my number back. <laughs> so so everything everything is following the line, man. So it's gonna be I'm really excited about the season. I was gonna ask you about that because yeah. you that's, that's how, that's, got my identity back. I know, that's no small thing. I've, yeah. I've talked to I talked to guys and there's something about yeah. having your number on. Yeah. It's like look good, play good, right? Yeah, yeah. You just feel like somebody else, you know. So I'm glad to have my number back. Yeah. Was anyone 22 when you signed? Was it vacant? It was, I think, Melvin was a cornerback. Sean Melvin. He was not giving it back. He was not giving it up. He said it was priceless. He said, we always wanted it. So I was like, all right. I always ask him, like, you still want that 22? <laughs> Did you try offering? I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried and tried and tried. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, the role of being, you know, you've got a lot of knowledge for having been in this league as much as you can. And mm-hmm. although you've got this knowledge and you still have the physical ability to go out there and, and do it yourself, mm-hmm. you can still give a lot to a young player around yeah. you. And there are a lot of young backs in this league, or in this position room that you guys have. And Josh Jacobs is one of them. What have you done already and look to do to kind of get him up to speed in terms of being an NFL back? Um, Having the confidence of just getting in there. Because my rookie year, I just threw me into the fire. So I was like, hey, just go. Just, hey, take over. And, um, you know, I just want to give them the knowledge that I, that I have going in my years. Like I said, I've been in the whole spectrum of the good and bad of the league. So I just want to make sure he doesn't fall into it. I just want to make sure he stays on track so he can be the most successful back in the league. And for him to be in this league for a long time. So that's my, that's my goal. What kind of research did you do on him when he got drafted? Did you read that story? That I read the story. You did? Yeah. The play, the, yeah. yeah. That was I, good. Yes, it was. So I, you know, I know he has character. I know he has grit. He has strength. He has mental toughness. So I'm excited to see him play. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, yeah. What kind of dynamic do you think this backfield brings? Because we've talked about Josh. We've talked about you. We haven't even talked about Jalen Rashad right. or DeAndre. <laughs> we'll see what Chris Warren can do. I mean, what do you see? It's very diverse. It's a diverse room. Um, shoot. Like, it's going to be a lot of healthy competition. Like, we're going to push each other. Um, just what Jalen could do. He's a quick twitch. He got moves. He can shake and shake you. He got the speed. He got Chris Wong with straight power. And then, uh, yeah, this is, it's going to be a very dynamic room. One thing I've noticed about you since you got here, because I hadn't met you and I've only seen 
cut-ups of you or watch you on TV, but mm -hmm. I see the confidence that mm -hmm. you have, mm -hmm. and there's a defiance that you carry with you in terms mm -hmm. of you believe. It doesn't matter if anyone else believes, yeah. although it's clear <laughs> Gruden believes. But you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You believe in what you can do. Yeah. Where's, where, where does that mindset come from? That mindset comes from the book. It's called The Secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the law of attraction, man. It's what you, what you. I'm gonna suck up And it, just, it all just comes. It all starts with a thought. You know, it starts with a thought, and then you believe the thought, and the belief becomes through this action. And action becomes a habit, then becomes a lifestyle, and then you manifest that thought into reality. So just take that, take that concept. Anything. You know, it's also a double-edged sword because it can take you down. It can also take you up. So you want to say positive. You want to say optimistic. You want to see the end game. You want to envision the end game. And you know, that's that's his life in general, not just football. So. Yeah, those are some, those are some gems right yeah, there. Yeah, that was a good. I'm getting getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, that's, a, that's a book you read. You read that it's book? It's called The Secret. You okay. Know? Yeah. Would you um, read that? How deep did you read? Man, it was like 2000 and I think 16, 17. Okay. I did, but there's a lot of books that incorporate, you know, the whole law of attraction um, into your life. So that's something that's really big, and that's something a lot of successful people know and don't really, you know, you don't really hear it too much. But that's what it is. Yeah your inner belief, what has that done for you to kind of just maintain? Because there is a lot of noise. Yeah. It doesn't really matter who you are in the NFL. It doesn't matter if you're 30 years old, running back, or you're a rookie tackle. Yeah. You're going to hear talk that you have to put into perspective yeah. as to what it really means for your success. Yeah. How do you do that? That's the number one killer of the law of attraction is doubt. Yeah, many doubt. And a little doubt is stored in your subconscious, your consciousness. And that's really that's gonna that's gonna be the decider of you getting you know maybe 100 yards or maybe 50 yards. You got to be completely, you know, you gotta completely buy into that to that belief that you can do it. Mm -hmm. And so that's deep. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to cap it, yeah, Pro Bowl Doug, we've seen what that looks like. And yeah, I think you showed flashes of a bit of that last season. I don't know mm -hmm. if you view mm -hmm. that, but yeah, I, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Do you think? Another Pro Bowl season is, is coming at some point here for you. I mean, talking about inner belief, I'm sure the answer is yes. I but. believe I can. Yeah. I believe I can. And I think, you know, with uh, Josh and the rest of the backs, we're going to, I think we all go to the Pro Bowl this year. And again, Doug Martin got his number back, his Tampa Bay number, that 22, right back on his uh, on his jersey. So uh, I think that might uh, be kind of fun to see Doug Martin back on the field again next year with the Raiders and with that 22 on his back. Uh, Michael, uh, what's your biggest takeaway from speaking with somebody like him who's so experienced and how do you think he's going to help lead somebody like Josh Jacobs, who is a rookie? Yeah, I like the way that he talked about how he did the research on Josh Jacobs where Jacobs gets drafted and it wasn't a surprise that the Raiders drafted a running back and uh, but he gets drafted and keeping in mind that Doug Martin wasn't actually part of this team but he's obviously following the Raiders and, and knowing that he could one day return to them and there was an article Josh Jacobs wrote in the Players Tribune it was published on the night he was drafted and Martin reads it it's about how Josh Jacobs was homeless and you know living in motel after motel and just uh, the way that his upbringing was where they didn't have much and, and the sacrifices that his dad did and uh, it was about overcoming adversity and Martin uh, was impressed with the maturity that that represented and now he gets the opportunity to mentor Josh Jacobs and so I don't sense a lot of ego in Doug Martin, however confident he is about what he can do, it's a healthy confidence. It's not 
any sort of toxicity there. Uh, Doug Martin, uh, someone who knows how to lead a backfield, uh, be it uh, as someone who has you know can rush it, you know, and, and have three hundred plus touches, which he's done before in his career, but also as somebody who can lead by passing a lot of the expertise that he's gathered through experience onto someone like Josh Jacobs. And so it's a really neat dynamic. And ideally, in any room, you're going to have veterans who can help young players. And although Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington are, are young themselves, they've been around the block now for a couple seasons uh, where they also can be mentors for Josh Jacobs. So it's a really healthy room. Um, and all Josh Jacob, per, Jacobs apparently isn't healthy physically right now. Uh, he's certainly in a good situation with guys like Martin to learn from. Well, that'll do it for us here on the Vegas Nation podcast for today. We thank Doug Martin for giving us the time and coming on the show today. And with the offseason underway, you're going to want to keep up with Michael at Gelkin NFL on Twitter. And I am at Heidi Fang. You can also find all of our latest episodes of Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, ReviewJournal.com slash podcasts, and any other platform where you subscribe to your podcast. We'll be back in Alameda next Tuesday, May 28th, where Michael and I again will come back at you from OTAs. So make sure to stay tuned and find all of Michael's work on ReviewJournal.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.